Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another glorious episode of the Ringside Rundown podcast. My name is Eric Vasquez, and joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. Yes, that rhymes. She is the best tag team partner when it comes to wrestling podcasting. She is Shay Hicks. And Shay, what's going on, my friend? Well, you know, nothing much. Uh, we always have to start off a little bit, though, with the, the football. Yeah, the you did football. not have a good week. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and went, oh, yikes. Now you know how we felt a few weeks ago. But uh, we actually remembered what um, offensive touchdowns are. So that was nice. Um, had to make it a little interesting at the end, though. But we we, we won. So I can, I'll, uh, I'll take it. You'll take the win. Yeah, <laughs> this right. I'll take the win. I don't care how we get it. I'm just happy we got a win. So we'll deal with it. I yeah, my my Giants uh, didn't do so good, but again, I I attribute it to uh just the the curse that is upon New York sports uh, is basically <laughs> yeah. the reason why, and I'm sticking to it. It's just New York sports is cursed, so of course we're gonna lose, but that's okay. We still love the sport, but if you're here, you're probably like. I thought this was a wrestling podcast. What are they what are it they is. doing? But yes, we are. We just like to banter a little bit about some football before we get started. But yes, we are a professional wrestling podcast where Shay and I take questions from our wonderful listeners here about the world of professional wrestling. And we answer them to the best of our ability with our opinions. Some might like it, some may not. But hey, that's the internet. That's uh, podcasting, isn't it? Yeah, that's just humans in a nutshell, <coughs> honestly. <laughs> You're going to piss somebody off at some point. Yeah, it's just a matter of just definitely. going for it. Yeah. And we have a pretty busy week this week because this weekend, yeah. um, which has kind of happened quite often now, um, you have one uh, WWES pay-per-view in NXT No Mercy is happening this weekend. And then the next day is AEW's having their first ever pay-per-view wrestle dream. Um, yeah. So this is going to be a pretty busy weekend if you're a wrestling fan. A lot to check out, a lot to do. Of course, we'll be on it and uh, checking out everything that's going on. But today, um, it's going to be a pretty, not, I, I don't want to say light show, because every time I say it's a light show, we always go off on tangents yeah. and, and, yeah. and end up extending time. But um, the, in terms of the amount of questions, it's, it's a pretty nice, decent size show. So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of good questions, a lot of a nice mix as usual. Our our viewers definitely, our listeners definitely like to switch it up a little bit on us, and we appreciate that. So awesome, awesome. jump into it. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna switch it up. We're gonna start with mom's questions um, first, and <coughs> this this very first one, I know you and I are definitely um, excited to talk about. She says that uh, Julia Hart is criminally underrated and has gotten better mm. each week at each match. Uh, her versus stat, oh, as much as it's going to hurt, um, is going to be great. <laughs> I agree. I, I it's just um, when you put it's, that on Twitter, it it made me laugh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the uh, the pain I feel whenever it's Sky Blue versus Julia Hart. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I know that's what you feel like whenever Britt Baker has to take on Stat or Ruby Soho. Now, now I know what that feels like. Yeah, and now we both that, have to. Well, now we're especially suffering at Wrestle Dream because yeah, now it's both of them. So yeah, because like we're both fa massive fans of House of Black, but you know we're both kind of fans of Stat later too. So I could see um, 
the 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 struggle there as, as a fan. Um, but it's a it's a good struggle, and it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome for for Julia because we we just, we we constantly said, man, if they just give Julia some time, she can really flourish into something great. And now she's not just a um, like a valet for the House of Black. She's a she's a full fledged member. She's just as important, and um, she's just she's just doing phenomenal work, man. Especially yeah. that match on uh on collision mm-hmm. that match was just that was like a showcase match of, of just showing people that the the character work is just as important as, as the physical work that you do inside of the ring um just the way she she looks and like her face is literally the most intimidating thing yeah. i've seen in so long like she scares the shit out of me because she has that scowl on her face, yeah. and then she she did that she did that spider suplex. <laughs> I love she, that. She hung on the rope and like <sighs> she didn't have an expression on her face. She didn't Nothing. blink. She nope. didn't blink. No, nope. that's crazy. Like that's that's not normal. But like uh, I don't know. I I honestly think man, there there's a good chance she'll at least give Stat a, a run for her money. In, in terms of of the TBS championship, I'm looking forward to it. But like, if I if I was Stad, I'd be a little bit worried. Oh, I would have been worried after her match with Sky because oh my god, did those two beat the shit out of each other? Which they did, and that was the best oh. part. I love that. Like as soon as Julia slapped Sky, it was like all bets were off, and those two did not hold back, which I like. We've said it. I can't right. tell you how many times on the show just let them hit each other i mean maybe they accidentally hit each other on purpose which hey, you know, <laughs> happens it's wrestling but no those two did not uh leave anything left to the imagination because those elbow strikes those just everything the strikes were just heavy and hard and oh my god it was like oh that that looks like it genuinely hurts and yeah. that was such a good match and yeah julia as soon as i called out stat i'm like oh god here we go I'm like shit shit and, and a- the way Oh, the way they set way. it up to, yeah, the way they set it up to is, um, you know, Julia Hart has been on this like unstoppable run of like twenty six matches. She's won straight. Her last match mm-hmm. was was when she wasn't even in the House of Black, and yeah. it was against Chris Statlin. Yeah, so that's yeah. what we call long term storytelling. We love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, it's oh. It's gonna suck because I feel like stats not losing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if she was gonna <laughs> lose to anybody, I wouldn't be upset if it was Julia. I would just be surprised, but yeah. I'd be okay with it. But I love stats. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, I, I don't I mean, know, man. Like I said, the way <sighs> they've been working Julia Hart and her character, um, she's just been dominant, man. I know it's and the mist and uh, the mist is great. I just, I just love stat too much. I even broke the <laughs> rules on the Twitter thing that you got mad about. Like, I wasn't <laughs> picking either of them, but ah, oh, goddamn. Um, it's tough. That's just one of those where it's like, for the first time in a very long time, I could just be like, I don't care who wins because I'm gonna be happy and somewhat sad either way, but. I'm just looking forward to this match because I'm just glad they remember the women's division exists on pay-per-view. So 
yeah, yeah, definitely excited for this one. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. No, I, I completely agree, and uh, don't have uh, too much long to wait. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of um, physical, uh, Ricky versus Brian was extremely brutal, and mm. oh, those two just like to kick the shit out, out of each other. other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they beat the hell out of each other. Like I said Ooh. on Twitter, when um. When Danielson, when Ricky was nailing him with those forearms and Danielson reversed the mount and just started just blasting oh. him old school style. He's yeah. done this a lot. There's there's a viral video of him on the indies wrestling a guy named Jigsaw. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Jigsaw kind of was hitting him kind of lame. And yeah. Danielson didn't like it. And Danielson blasted him and just started wrecking him just Wow, the same way he was doing Ricky. That's why I was like, "Holy shit, not again!" No, I don't want to see another on TV. Yeah, we don't need another jigsaw incident. Like it was just insane, and like Ricky's doing these great facials. Like the the match that they had previously, where where um Brian beat him in the strap match, and and Ricky those visuals of Ricky before he passed out. Where yeah. he was like just fighting it, and you could see the intensity on his face. That was great. And then they kind of redid it this match, but it was just like instead of Ricky sort of fighting for air, he was just like pissed off, you yeah. know? Like He's he like, was fighting. Yeah, exactly. And it just added so much to the match. And it just like, again, Brian Danielson is, is a genius. You could put him in any situation. It could be a hardcore match. It could be a straight-up technical match. And he's just going to flourish. It's going to be great. And and the fact that he's wrestling uh, Zack Sabre Jr. This, this weekend, again, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, this is a dream match. It's two of the best technical wrestlers on the planet right now um, yeah. going at it. So, again, AEW, they, they, they know – they they're willing to take the the blow of everybody's like oh it, you know the, those those detractors who were like is this a dream match or is this AEW no, blah blah is. blah yeah no this is definitely this is definitely a dream match for sure um so yeah I'm excited to see it but again the the it was the it was the performance of it all the oh, yeah. performance of it all between Brian Danielson and Ricky uh, Starks that was just phenomenal and again and and ricky um he didn't come out the victor the last time but like he he still it's like it's one of those things where like you don't lose in an actual loss like your stock goes up you know and it's nice to see him win though yeah i mean it would have um I, I don't know. Even with the Zack Sabre Jr. situation, I, I don't think this is the end uh, of Ricky uh, versus Daniels. I think they're going to continue it like um, maybe one more, one more match mm. and, you know, go with that. But um, it's just they're, they're just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, I agree. But I feel like <sighs> I feel like they shouldn't keep it going because if. Even if Ricky's still being persistent about, oh no, I'm I'm just gonna get him this time. I'm gonna get him this time. Even mm-hmm. if he wins, Danielson's beat him twice already. So what what else yeah. what is else that is there to prove? So that's true. Kind of why I wanted Ricky to win, just see if you mm. wanted to continue it, you could do a rubber match, but it's fine. Yeah. But whatever Ricky does next, please just let him win because <laughs> he's lost enough. Yeah, I, it's just it's gonna be interesting because if they if they deviate if they deviate away from. Danielson 
how do you what do you do with Ricky next? Because you can't just throw him into something. Like there has to be seeds planted, there has to be direction and things like that. Like he's one of the commodities um that you want to keep around because again, he's one of those he's gonna be a free agent twenty twenty four. So you know the <sighs> you know the the wrestling world is gonna go crazy. You know it's so, already going crazy today. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, it's oh. it's already going bonkers today. So it's just like uh you know he could be in the in the same boat come a couple months from now. So you kind of want to keep him tight, you know, placate yeah. him, keep him happy, and hopefully things will go on your side. Yeah, because I don't think AEW should lose any more people because they've already lost some bigger name people. And uh... they don't. I mean, they're they're. I mean, we. I know we have a, a question about it. Um, you know, but there's a lot of people who um were sadly let go by WWE oh, yeah. that that they they could pick up um you know that that's just the way that's the that's the good in a bad it's like yeah. yeah you got let go from WWE but now this is not your only option yeah you know what yeah. i mean there's other options you can go with so i'm i'm sure we'll talk about that a little later oh we yeah we definitely will <laughs> for sure um a, a personal question i think you and i are um asking ourselves where's the house of black been they need to get the trio's titles back i mean we're biased mm. so i would agree but i mean brody's been a very good coach for uh for julia um yeah it's so funny to see like the juxtaposition of when she comes out and there's just, just this massive ass shadow behind her it's like yep yeah, we know who that is that's uh, a <laughs> unmistakably brody um so he's kind of been around buddy's i don't know where buddy is i'm assuming malachi's working on like his uh dark arts gym currently from what i've yeah been that thing looks crazy oh, god i wish if i <laughs> it's a little late for us but you know like it, <laughs> but um that would be a really cool place to train if it would be anywhere that would be uh fun but so he's probably doing that right now taking some time off but hopefully they come back soon i uh i miss the house of black at least we still got julian yeah. brody but I'd like to see all of them back together. Yeah, they got it. They kind of come back hot. They can't just, you know, um, just be run of the mill, no. you know, guys and, and girls in, in the in in the roster of things. They kind of have to be treated with some importance because they put importance on those trios titles. Yeah. Um, you know, they they made those titles important. I, I mean, it could be a situation where where they come back and like Brody and and um buddy go after tag titles malachi goes after a singles title um yeah so um you know hopefully that's the case like they can't just come back and it's and be put in a situation where they're not treated like their comeback is, is something of importance you know yeah. i'm not saying give them a rematch for the titles or whatever but just give them something like uh maybe a program uh with the elite you yeah. know Ooh. whether whether it's uh whether it's hangman in the bucks or Ken, or kenny in the bucks you know or, or um a situation with like uh kenny and abushi and somebody else mm -hmm. against the house of black that'd be pretty interesting to see like something that'll elevate them that you have to put them at the top of the card i agree just give them something i like the idea of like you said having brody and buddy go after like the tag titles and have malachi go for like a singles title um also because a small little part of me wants to hear his singles like music again because it's such a good song but uh mm. yeah they need something they just yeah. uh 
you can't just have them come back and be like all right well we're back it's mm -hmm. there's no such thing as just subtle when it comes to house of black so you have to throw them back in into the fire essentially and uh yeah hopefully soon because uh it's been too long already and i don't like it yes uh all right your favorite kind of question uh what are your thoughts on the bloodline story lately mom thinks it's uh lacking something huh uh, is it lacking something um i don't Roman. know i don't know yeah well yeah that's <laughs> that's the big thing is, is roman's not around he, he's kind of taken off but i mean it's like it reminds me of being a kid you know, in the in the early '90s, when when Hogan was the champion, Hogan didn't show up till it was pay per view time. You yeah. know, Rome yeah. Roman's at the spot where he's like, he's taking, I'll take a couple pay per views off. You yeah. know, I, um, wish. I wish I had yeah. that kind of work schedule, like <laughs> show up there once I, a month. Yeah, I only attribute that to whatever they're trying to do. They're trying to make sure like the story makes sense. There's no holes. Yeah. Um, you know and everybody gets a shine and it's just something that that the people are going to go crazy for like again they're walking a very thin line where they they've caught lightning lightning in a bottle with this bloodline situation for the past three years mm -hmm. um they've been able to do something they haven't been able to do in 10 15 years is make people pay attention to one singular thing for the past three years that's a very dangerous game when it comes to wrestling fans because we've always said it wrestling fans have the attention span of an ant so yeah. it's just like it's just like you can easily lose them mm -hmm. uh, at any given moment um so they've been very fortunate not to do that the only positive i think i think is like when roman does show up it's going to be a big deal you yeah. know like it's going to be okay we have to watch smackdown and stuff so i don't know necessarily if it's missing anything except for as fans maybe we have to understand that this is just I don't want to say the way things are, but like to to yeah. to 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 protect the delicate situation of that this storyline has been a banger for the past three years. This one singular storyline um, has been working for the past three years. It's like having you know a a, a twenty game winning streak and, and you know you know the record's thirty or thirty one. And you know, mm -hmm. you're how do you get there? You know, so it's just like I don't know if it's missing anything. There's a lot of crazy things happening going on with Jimmy. Um, I don't think Jay really factors into anything that the bloodline's doing now because his whole story thing is just he just wants to get away from the bloodline, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, and you know, uh, the judgment day is kind of giving him ptsd you know because <laughs> yeah. they want him in the judgment day and he's just like i came from a group that was that was absolutely drove me crazy i'm not trying to jump into another one you know so i think yeah. that's the only interesting part but i think they're trying to get him away from the bloodline because he they see that he can kind of swim on his own they see he truly does have main event potential um so again as far as the storyline i don't think that it's 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 missing anything it's just maybe if roman shows up a little bit more we'd be happy um yeah. maybe just a, a a hint of a little bit more drama um something 
Um, because I feel like looking back, losing Sami Zayn in the way that they lost Sami Zayn in the story, it made perfect sense. But but Sammy was that real sense of drama in the situation. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, would, I would agree. You know, so I think may, maybe just they just need that sense of drama to come yeah. back into the bloodline. Yeah, I mean, I, things have definitely cooled off because mm-hmm. you can't continuously go full steam ahead for even three more years because fans can get exhausted quickly. Right. And it is weird, though, that as far as I can see, he, Roman's not advertised for the Rumble, which I find a little odd because that's one of your biggest pay-per-views of the year. So, I mean, maybe he'll be advertised later on, but as of right now, he's not advertised for it. But Damn. yeah, it's weird, but absence makes the heart grow fonder, I guess. Like, yeah. Because I guess if he would be there a lot, then the fans would just turn around and be like, why is he still here? He's here too often, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes fans yeah. are just never happy about anything. So it's like, okay, we'll let him go for a little bit. And people start to wonder, where's Roman? And then he just shows up. Yeah, exactly. It's like exactly what you said. If if they keep him off TV, they're screwing up because they're keeping him off TV. If they put him on TV often every other week or so, he's on TV too much. So it's just like they're they're in terms of fans, and this is why you can't always listen to the fans. You're never <laughs> gonna please everyone. So no, no. But I will say I am enjoying Jay being an absolute menace, <laughs> Dominic on Instagram and Twitter with all these like pictures of him and Rhea is yeah, <laughs> yeah. getting me like, <laughs> I can't. It's, it's like when they when in terms of like social media when they can utilize social media to kind of bring out the comedic self yeah you know it, it, it's 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 a lot of fun and they can kind of poke fun at all of that uh but it's got it it's still got to drive buddy Matthews crazy now he's probably like I gotta deal with another one you know yeah like not again <laughs> yeah it's, uh, oh, it's, it's too much in a good way but it's too much um all right so that was all of mom's uh questions and comments so mom thank you as always thank you, mom. let us move on to uh jack who obviously had firsthand experience at uh grand slam because he was there so his mm-hmm. little um insider's review is he felt like grand slam was probably the best built uh aw show in a while and paid off very well too he said it was a lot of fun and the taping wrapped up at a reasonable time it ended at like 11 30 instead of 12 20 mm. uh helps when they film some rampage before dynamite shout out to tony for that yeah because sometimes <laughs> the tapings could get a little bit uh long <laughs> to say the least like especially when you have those shows too where you have dynamite and rampage on on the same night it's like okay we we don't have this kind of time like please yeah i have work in the morning but uh i'm glad that i was able to let uh jack go home at a reasonable time yeah that's that's uh that would do the same to me like to i guess because i'm old you know and i need a nap (laughs) yeah you know i feel i feel like that's the situation like you you go to an AEW show and you're like before i go like a couple hours let me take a nap or something to like (laughs) prepare myself because you know yeah stacking those shows back to back must be crazy yeah it's um i can confirm it is a lot um yeah can can be a lot a lot even if you're not too far from the arena it's still late but uh luckily they i think they finally learned their lesson because i feel like 
not all of us can sleep until noon every day. I wish I was that lucky <laughs> <sighs> to have those days back again, but <laughs> oh well. Um, but moving on more from uh, Grand Slam, the crowd was electric for Eddie the Yonkers kid finally beating Claudio. Got the big moment yeah. in New York. Yeah, I... Oh, I would have been so pissed if he lost. I would have yeah. been so pissed. They would have burned that stadium down. That stadium would have been <laughs> ashes by the end of the night. Yeah, that would have been crazy if he would have lost. So I'm glad. I'm glad he won. Um, you know, we all know how I feel about Eddie Kingston. I think he's one of the most uh, important people mm-hmm. in, in all of professional wrestling. Uh, I, I've never met the guy, but like, I just feel it, the way I equate it to is kind of like the dusty roads hard time promo where he told everyone to reach out and touch the screen Mm -hmm. you know and and there's stories of people there's they were like i was a kid and i was just i was completely enamored by it and i actually reached out touch i feel like eddie has that connection with the people that he's just a real guy with real struggles real problems he's he wears his heart on his sleeve and people can identify with that he's just not he's not a character he's not you know 280 pounds of just muscle and mass he's a real dude who looks like he's works a real nine to five blue collar job you know it just goes yeah. about his business so if you mess with him you're in deep trouble so yeah. i feel like you know that's the good part is that people can identify themselves within eddie so and you know to to give them you know, world title, you know, he was only the only other world title that he held was the Chikara Grand Championship. Um, so like to give him the accolade of being ROH world champion, that's that's really big for him. He deserves it. I know he's pretty banged up. I know he's got a bad back that he's got to yeah. get worked on. Um, so hopefully that doesn't hinder him. I And obviously this this Sunday, he's going to be wrestling Shibata. Uh, which is that, <laughs> no that's gonna yeah that's gonna be an old school you know fisticuffs Pain. wrestling match you know yeah it's just gonna those two are just gonna be dropping some pretty heavy shots at each other you know because that's just the way they built so uh yeah it's just great to see eddie have the success yeah i completely agree and he just he's done more to than earned it he's just uh yeah. we love him yeah, we you, love eddie you, you got to remember before AEW came around, like right before AEW came around, this guy was selling his wrestling boots, his yeah. wrestling gear. He was pretty much on the verge of retiring from professional wrestling and choosing just to work a nine to five job because he has a mortgage and he has bills that he has to take care yeah. of, you know, and that was like right before AEW. Um, and then they came along and he got signed and now he just re-signed for another four years. So his future is, primarily set you know yeah it's funny how how funny how fate works sometimes yeah. so it's uh glad he didn't retire because we would have missed out on a lot of uh cool moments yeah uh <laughs> all right it's a whole jack's saying what you and i've been saying um can anyone explain why i should care about sammy and jericho's story it doesn't make sense you know what <laughs> If I had that answer, I wouldn't be asking the same thing. I do not care at all. Like, at all. Yeah. Um. As, as far as caring, it, it, I mean, that, you know, that's subjective. It, it's mm-hmm. not, I, I mean, 
it's not something that I'm particularly interested. Like it doesn't pique my interest, but for other people, it may. I don't know. The only thing, the only thing, like the story, they've been around since day one in AEW. They've kind of been attached at the hip, and now Sammy um, has betrayed Jericho and aligned himself with Don Callis and joined the Don Callis family. Only thing that I think took away with it is like the the setup of, of of the betrayal it was so i like i saw it right from the get-go like yeah. when they hugged i was like oh they're doing the wrestlemania 19 spot like i saw it clear as day you know and it, it was just like eh, like okay yeah. like i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of in the boat of like i saw that eric bischoff says that jericho's one of the guys that is relying too much on like WWE and WWE Lord to get the to get his stuff over in AEW. Yeah. You know? So it kind of feels that way. Like it didn't like they could have did the betrayal spot, but like there's no like no need to 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 mimic a WWE thing. Like that that's my personal preference. I know other people were like, oh that's so cool that they they you know copied the WrestleMania yeah. 19 spot. But it's just like that never never did anything for me yeah you know yeah yeah i i would have to agree with you where i saw it and i'm like okay i i don't care <laughs> i really don't care you mean to tell me after all the things jericho's done now i'm supposed to feel bad for him like okay sure whatever i don't um really could care less i hate that they're putting him with kenny and whatnot so i mean it's it's fine i guess if you like it great if not <laughs> join the club because we don't we don't like it at all but hmm. eh, it is what it is i guess we're clearly not getting rid of it so we have to just tolerate it maybe but uh on to something more important um our what are our thoughts on hook getting more matches recently jack obviously is glad that he's getting more time to work on his selling i agree it's yeah you couldn't keep treating him like the uh like the special attraction because after a while it's like okay it kind of gets a little old you kind of have to show right. that he is human he actually can work a match that you'd be nervous if he's gonna lose or not so i'm i'm perfectly happy with him getting more matches and showing that he is some human after all uh right maybe not yeah. fully there but still more human than we think so because <laughs> it adds more depth and dimension to him then too because it's like all right well yeah, he was tossing people around like it was nothing, but now you he can face adversity or he can't face adversity and build off a storyline from that. So yeah, I'm mm -hmm. all for giving him more matches. Yeah, I think I think the it was the perfect time to kind of switch things up and like you said, um, show that he's kind of human. It, I kind of equated to like a, a baseball player that comes on, you know, and, and they're hitting everything out of the park. You know, they, they just can't, they just can't miss. Eventually what happens is all the other pitchers in baseball realize what's going on and they make the adjustment. And yep. then you see that that hitter, it, it, like you said, is human, can't clobber everything anymore because the pitchers realized it and made adjustments. It's sort of the same thing in AEW you could equate yeah. it to where like the wrestlers see his game, see what he's about, and they've made adjustments to, make him seem a little bit more vulnerable um as of late than what we're used to but it's, it's a good thing it, it like adds depth to 
who Hook is, you know, and um, he, it doesn't deteriorate him in any way. He's so young. Um, yeah. He's got he's got so many years ahead of him um as long as he wants to do this to to be successful because as far as the the in-ring work it's it's technically it's almost flawless yeah you know from from the way he throws a punch to the way he switches stances and pops his hips on suplexes uh like his dad used to um his drop down technique you know everything just seems technically sound you know and and the hook character i guess you could say it's kind of i kind of like it like it's just chill laid back yeah it's kind of like a more rugged edgier orange cassidy you know so i think the the pairing of him and orange cassidy is probably going to be really successful um so and so that just means that there's so many different avenues you can go with hook he's he's become um multi-dimensional where you can use him in different aspects so yeah he's right it, it is a great time to to be a hook fan he's doing some phenomenal work i completely agree with that one so now we go from something good to something not so good um mm. yeah, jack is gonna go on to a another aw women's division rant oh so we're gonna we're gonna do this piece by piece so don't forget anything number one why is every ring of honor pelt on AEW tv except the women's belt that's a great question <laughs> i'd love to know the answer <laughs> you how do you not have somebody like athena on your tv at all times like yeah yeah like athena specifically she's killing it with with uh billy billy starks and the minions the, to the fact that they've incorporated lexi nair who's just a backstage correspondent into into the situation and it just works you know so there it's just and then like you 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 lose jade jade's gone and despite you know our criticisms of jade she was getting to the point where it's like you lose her you're kind of losing two it's like you lose one but you're really losing like two in Mm -hmm. one person you know so it's like at this point, they they gotta beef up the women's roster, and, and they just gotta you gotta make sure like on on your on your TV, you know, if you have a two hour TV, you have to have maybe at least two to three women's matches. Um, yeah, on your pay per views, you gotta have at least two to three women's matches. It's just right. You 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 gotta have that quota balance. You know some some might look at it and be like oh it's just you're you're being too woke and you're no but it's just it's just the right thing to do these women are just as talented as the men um yeah and 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 the one thing that that AEW has that not necessarily wwe has is that their 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 women's division is primarily being carried now by really young talent sky blue julia Mm -hmm. hart statlander you know they're they're mixing in the young with um people like tony storm ruby soho Britt baker so there's a well balance of some veterans and some really core young talent that's actually really really good so it's to to not use them it it doesn't make sense you know they're they're carrying parts the tony storm Tony Storm's oh, character <laughs> is, is must see the out of all of as great as Collision was, 
the the ratings peaked during the Julia Hart match. I was gonna bring that up. Never mind. All right. Well, yeah. it's, it's the truth though. Jack sh- shared it. The uh, Julia Hart, Kira Hogan, and post match angle with Sky Blue in quarter four was peak for Collision this past Saturday with six thousand or six hundred twenty one thousand viewers and two hundred seventy six thousand in the eighteen to forty nine demo. So the women are drawing. Why are mm-hmm. you not using them consistently? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like at all. It's, it's crazy. <sighs> So now we're down with part one. Part two, I'm going to take the lead on on this one because Jack would like to know, why is Britt continuing to lose after being one of the biggest stars in the company? All right. Mm. I know that none of our listeners feel this way, but I see this all the time on Twitter and just social media in general, and it makes me, it, my blood just boils when I see this. I do not ever want to see anybody ever compare brit to charlotte flair ever again Mm. i do not want to hear it that is the that is such a cop-out of a criticism and it's not even a criticism first off like you're going to compare brit to a generational talent which we have to give her her due i mean can she be very frustrating to time charlotte absolutely is her Mm -hmm. booking hair pullingly frustrating yes but i do not want to hear the Britt Baker is the Charlotte Flair of AEW Women's Division for as much as she fucking loses. I hate that. I that, hate it. It's lazy. It's just yeah, yeah. It's in, lazy. In, ter- in terms of in terms of wins and losses, I don't think you could compare the two. Maybe no. maybe wrestling style. Maybe a little bit like to me, like like in my eyes, Britt was kind of regressing, and then she had that match against Stat. And then yeah. I was like, that's that's the type of stuff. Unfortunately, we need those performances out of Brit every yeah. single time, you know? Yeah. Like, because if, if we don't, it's going to look like a regression. And that's only because you see what she's capable of doing yeah. in, in the ring. You see how great she can be. Um. So it's just like, we need that consistency. I don't know if this is true because it could just be uh quote-unquote reality tv thing but like do you feel like her saying on all access that she really would be comfortable not being the champion for the next five years um because of the burdens and the pressure of being a champion like do you think that kind of uh didn't go with her favor like it kind of hurt her or is this one of those things that could have been a reality tv situation I feel like it could have been a mix of both, I guess, but it's just like, I could not even imagine the amount of pressure she was feeling at the time, because not only are you like in the midst of one of the best like women's, like AEW Women's Championship runs, you were hurt the entire time, Mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, not even just take the title out of it, you were the first woman signed all elite wrestling. So the fact that, okay, well now you have the title, show us why... You were the first woman signed to AEW, so it was just like tenfold for her. So I honestly would not blame her. And then, as I yelled at about before, you have the idiots comparing you to Charlotte Flair, even though you lose more than you win. So it's like, I don't blame her for saying it at all. Like, if it were me, where it's like, you kind of get like the glimpse of what, like, what's behind the curtain, or this is like the future, this is what happens if you win the title. It's like, you know what? I would like to take a break from it too. I don't blame her at all because <laughs> you can only people can only take so much, and then you have these idiots saying, "Oh, well, you're just like the Charlotte Flair of AEW," which 
in a way can be a bit of a compliment, but also when you have a win-loss record like Brit, that is the laziest criticism you could ever say. I don't care. If I see someone say that, I immediately cannot take them seriously because you're yeah. not forming a, like a coherent actual criticism of Brit. If you mm. would say, like, she's not as flashy as some of the other women, understandable. I totally get that. Britt is not the flashiest mm. wrestler on the roster. But really, it, I hate that. <laughs> I just hate it because I still see it. And I think that uh, at that point, you're just on the bandwagon. And I don't take you seriously at all. But, yeah, um, I feel like it was legitimate on top of you got to be a little dramatic. It's a reality TV show. But I feel like... I, you can see where she's coming from with especially yeah. because and it also you have to add into it as well even back then the women's division was one of the biggest points of contention in AEW amongst the fans so yeah she was kind of in a no-win situation for a little bit because again yeah you're the champion but also your division's under a microscope you're under a microscope because of who you are your your wrist is broken the entire time so yeah i don't blame her for being like you know what maybe i'll just take a break for a little bit it's fine but yeah yeah it's just they need to bring her back or something it's like i don't know if they're waiting for jamie to come back at this rate we don't think that's gonna happen until next year so mm-hmm. you might want to have her win some matches you know that would help a little bit the fans still like her you still hear the dmd chants every time like during the match before the match after the match it's like you you hear it yeah just you gotta help her a little bit you can't keep having her lose i mean for god's yeah. sake like she can only take so much but oh okay i'm done yelling <laughs> that's the truth feel I better just... yeah worst part is i'm still gonna have to end up screaming about it at some point but it's just like <laughs> just know if i hear people say that i can't take you seriously so it's fine um come correct or don't come at all literally i can like <laughs> I, will, I will pull up her cage match like database win loss record and you can tell me if they're the same but okay um anyway and finally the last part of um uh, jack's women's division rant is uh jade leaving stinks because at least mm-hmm. it forced tony to put two women's matches on pay-per-view sometimes <laughs> not all the time <laughs> sometimes when he felt like it but um yeah it does <sighs> Like you said earlier, we had our criticisms. We still think that if we could turn the clocks back a little bit, we would have given her some more time instead of immediately throwing the belt on her. But, mm-hmm. you, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, whatever. But I, it's a shame because I feel like with the developmental and the training and the coaching she's going to get in WWE, this is really going to bite AEW in the ass and the worst part is is you're gonna have these tribalistic people as soon as she starts to get big be like up oh, see AEW, this is what you guys fucked up on it's like well you can't compare the two you really can't no you can't AEW doesn't can't. have a developmental center you're like your developmental center's dark was dark and elevation and now it's like ring of honor essentially but you, you she was not going to be able to get the amount of training she needed at the time in, in AEW, or their form of training was just training along as you go, and that can only get you so far. But yeah, yeah, this is I... oh boy, AEW, this is gonna. I mean, luckily, it was a good like split, essentially, it's what it was. They there was any ill will, they made sure she like had a good send off when she left, but 
oh, WWE is going to capitalize on this huge, like massive. Yeah. And oh, I just, I am not looking forward to all these people being like, oh, see what AEW missed out on. This is what they missed out on. It's like, well, they never had it. They were never going to have a chance to see this anyway. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you kind of can't say they missed out because they just did not have the opportunity or the resources to tap into that potential. WWE does. That's just mm. how and it is. Not only, not only that, if Jade was some run-of-the-mill scrub with no potential, do yeah. you think a or WWE would go after her? No. 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 That, AEW deserves a lot of credit for, for this actually happening. Yeah. You know, because they cultivated Jade. They they are the one that put Jade on a pedestal and made her a star. Mm -hmm. And she was they made her a big enough star that um it opened WWE's eyes and was just like, Okay, we gotta we gotta take her from them, you know, because yeah. she's they made her that that good there in AEW. And that's the crazy thing about us. Yes, we were always critical of Jade. We've been critical of Jade since day one um so full transparency if anybody tries to point any tribalism you know <laughs> no. that's not the case no. here we were very tough on jade from day one um you know and over the span of her 61 or 62 matches in AEW, did she get better yes the only problem is you really saw that the 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 steps that she was taking to get better in her last two matches yeah um, literally yeah, her last two matches there, and you were like, oh, she's now she's getting it. But in turn, when it comes to WWE, like you said, it's like uh it's like Jade was a five-piece puzzle. AEW put four of the pieces together, yeah, and they can't they can't find that final piece. Why? Because that final piece you can only get in WWE. Yeah. So it's just like um wwe has the tools like you just said they have the tools to unlock the last bit of potential needed to turn jade cargill into a superstar unfortunately AEW being a four-year-old company just doesn't have those tools like brian danielson can only do so much yeah, you know um exactly you know and not only that the one thing that was missing from jade cargill was experience She's yep. going to get the experience in the PC. Whether they put her on NXT or the main roster, she's going to get experience there. Not only that, but they're going to put her on the road and she's going to have to do live events. Yeah. So the the experience that she got doing 62 matches on AEW TV, she's going to get within three months of being just associated with the WWE as a WWE superstar. Yeah, literally. You know, and it, it's just like, it's just, these are the things you realize that there is a system in wwe and that system is designed to work almost every single time um jade has every single tool imaginable to be a superstar in the wrestling business she's got the charisma she's got the athletic ability she's got the look uh she is just chiseled from yeah. stone oh, like her yeah everything about her is like unfair like, you know tell I mean? me about it i know it's, it's <laughs> just, you're you're not a real person you were constructed in a lab okay yeah, <laughs> you know literally. Like, 
she literally has all the tools she just needs that experience and like she's gonna get that experience when she's gonna have to go up against a becky lynch uh bianca belair when they put her up against oscar when they put her up against eoskai like literally yeah. you i want to see her shit put her in the ring with 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 tegan knox I, yeah. you know like yeah candace Murray, i don't care Somebody. like just like you Anybody. know like yeah like oh my god that's gonna be insane it's gonna be yeah like i i would love to see her go down to nxt and and form like a a a pseudo baddies thing in nxt imagine her like cora jade coming back and aligning herself with jade cargill and then you get the jade and jade thing going like it's just like there's so much (laughs) you can do potential yeah it's just it's it's crazy now like in terms of is this gonna shift the industry like a like a scott hall and kevin nash situation i don't think so who knows i mean they're definitely treating it like a big deal i mean for god's sakes they literally sent out wwe emails to people saying hey we signed jay cargill like when's the last time they did that that's a pretty big fucking deal yeah like it, it it is a big deal like you know they're they're definitely it's it's full on full court press in terms of marketing mm-hmm. on social media when it comes to jade cargill uh right now for the wwe um and again it's just it's just something that AEW at this time is just n- not equipped for they're not equipped for it and and yeah. you know unfortunately <laughs> that's gonna happen i mean we know Ricky Stark's contract situation, um, MJF's contract situation. And the factor that plays into that is they're all really good friends with mm-hmm. one Cody Rhodes, you mm-hmm. know, and Jade, Jade, Jade flat out said it. She was asked and she said Cody Rhodes was a major factor in yeah. her going from AEW to WWE. So yeah. it's just like, it's just like, you better buckle up. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you better buckle up because uh it, it's gonna be it's it's tough Wild. times yeah it's gonna it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be well, crazy I, also add on to the fact that jade listed ricky as one of the people she was gonna miss the most so <laughs> oh boy is, the thing is like i feel like when AEW started tony khan tried to be like nice about the whole situation um you know and not try to make it such a tribalistic you know sort of situation and then when wwe nxt did that that simulcast like they did that broadcasting of the ple the same time he just fucking lost it like he's like they're not gonna jim crockett me because i have way more money than fucking jim crockett like he was losing it so I'm, i'm sure i'm sure this situation is not doing him any um favors you know in his mental state no but if this whole jade story the moral of the story is at the end of the day whether the wwe tribal fans want to hear it or not you should be thanking AEW for jade cargill oh for sure like i said like that's gonna be a tough pill to swallow but it's the truth yeah like they're the ones that put jade cargill on the mat to Mm -hmm. to make wwe go okay we we probably want to take her you know yeah Yeah. just uh and they took her with she has the least experience out of anybody on that roster 
doesn't come from a wrestling background, nothing like that. They solely took her on her athletic ability and her yeah. look and yeah. said, we can do what you can, and that's make her into a, a superstar that's going to bring us so much freaking money. It's yeah. gonna be crazy, <laughs> like you and, know, like. And you know what? The worst part is, is that I pretty much can always guarantee you that's what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, this is uh, it, like I said, it's not a monumental loss for AEW. Like, they could rebound, fix things. Like I've always said, Tony has this ability to kind of pivot when things go bad and make yeah. things good. But but it is it is a little bit of a ah that kind of stung. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like that sucked a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, and like I said, it's it's, it's full court press when it oh. comes to the marketing of Jade Cargill has arrived in WWE to the point like I kind of feel like WWE overdid it. Like I would have just yeah. did the one thing where like she's they posted that clip of her walking into the pc yeah. i would have posted up that one clip i wouldn't even said like like we signed her she's our she's i would put up like, yeah i would have put up the eyes emoji like what the fuck and then that yeah. would have sent everybody into a frenzy yeah <laughs> you know like yeah i got a little too nah, trigger happy on that <laughs> one but yeah but i mean i'm the type like that's the type of stuff that i'm into it's just like i i can see why they did it because obviously this has dominated the new circuit but oh, yeah. like just to like play with people and, and like you know kind of wrestling it up a little bit i would have just like kept quiet and just been like holy crap like why is this happening we're not oh darn what happy. is she doing here <laughs> yeah exactly you know yeah like, yeah. yeah sometimes subtle subtle is better yeah. but you know that is kind of clearly not what we got, but I'm I'm interested to see how this goes because they may have just landed one of their biggest stars in their women's division, and who knows yeah. how long. So, yeah, we'll women's see. women's division in, in both AEW and WWE need to be beefed up, yeah. uh, significantly, and and adding Jade Cargill to your roster does that. Yeah, especially when you have the tools to make her a big star, then yeah, I'd it's going to be score crazy. Big time. Yeah, like like she was getting training from Brian Danielson, and you can't yeah. get any more better training than that. But he most likely was training her in in wrestling sense, where yeah. now she's going to be trained as a sports entertainer that can wrestle in front of not just like one hard cam and this and that like multiple and, yeah. and multiple instances because they even have cameras going on live events you know yeah yeah so they, it's like you're never yeah you're never going to escape having to wrestle uh that ability yeah yeah you're gonna they have more of an overall training than just wrestling because especially in wwe there is it is more than just wrestling it's mm -hmm. entertaining being a sports entertainer she's easy as it is it's the truth the more well-rounded performer or entertainer i suppose and uh right she's gonna be getting that training there for sure yeah <sighs> all right <laughs> we made it through the women's division rant so now we're gonna <laughs> move on to a, another controversial thing from AEW. Um, what, are, what are our thoughts on wrestlers continuing a match through injury? Obviously, we're talking about Phoenix and Moxley, which that was a very odd ending. Um, like Jack said, for muscles and bones, 
we know how to heal and you can still protect your opponent. I guess okay to an extent, but concussions on the other hand are still being studied, obviously, and heal at different rates. I I can personally attest to that. Um, concussions mm. are not fun. I've been, I mean, for my, in my personal experience, I've been hit in the back of the head with like an exercise ball. I got a concussion from that. So um, you think you're healed, but until your brain says you're healed, you're not, you're not healed. And yeah, it can, it can mess you up severely to the point of you can't look at light or you can't just like have any sudden movements or else you're going to get a migraine or it could be minor symptoms for me it was i thought everything was okay until i tried to throw a saw literally just throw a softball in like toss it in front of me and catch it in my hand that gave me Mm. a headache so yeah to some people that would have been nothing but yeah yeah concussions oh that that ending of that match was just it was bad. It was it, it was just straight up bad. It made the bad. ref look like a total idiot. Yeah, unfortunately, like, you know, I, I have great respect for Rick Knox, but Rick Knox really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah. He, he he fucked up. Like there was no reason. And people are like people were like, Well, Mox got knocked out during Phoenix's dive off the ramp when he did that flip into Mox. Yeah. Okay. You know, so that's that when he got knocked out is irrelevant because of the simple fact that not only was he dropped on his head once that further fucked him up, yeah. he was dropped on his head again. Twice. Yeah. Twice, you know, like, so that should have never happened. Um, Yeah. So like, unfortunately, like you said, this, this makes Rick Knox look like uh, an idiot. Um, yeah. He should have, he, he should have just never, he should have just counted the three. You know, he yeah. should have just counted the three, let it go. Um, yeah, just, oh, my God, just thinking about it. It's just almost like, why did that happen? Um, yeah. Wrestlers, wrestlers, like, the thing is, they they understand um, that when they step into the ring, they are taking an inherent risk with their bodies and their livelihoods. Yes. At any moment you look at, you look at draws, you look, you know, at any moment, something bad can happen that'll alter the course of your life forever. Um, so simply put, um, AEW has to tighten, tighten shit up. Like, yeah. you know, and, and you can't listen to that that small minority of wrestling fans that are, oh, you know, stop being such a pussy, da-da-da-da. Those people probably couldn't squash a grape in a fruit fight. So it's just like, (laughs) you know, so it's just like you can't listen to those people. They're they're just going for a reaction. You have to protect the people. Uh, Again, this this is not going to be the last time that this happens in wrestling, whether it's a WWE, wherever it's going to happen again. Unfortunately, that's just the nature of the business. It's just the the semantics around it. The simple fact that Rick Knox didn't count the three the first time uh that that really put a a dark situation on everything um luckily mox was able to walk under his own power and like the running joke has been when is mox gonna get his vacation because really he was yeah he was supposed to get that vacation and then i think the situation with punk happened the first time so Mm -hmm. they needed mox because they needed a star and he was just like all right you know it's my job i I gotta do what i gotta do you know, I, I got to do what I got to do. He's always going to be a company guy. 
you yeah. know yeah, yeah. but i really hope he decides to take three four months off he deserves it you know yeah um he take that time but... off. He, he take that time off heal you know make sure you know renee's good your your daughter's good and when he comes back whenever he comes back that place is gonna lose their shit. Like the crowd is gonna go crazy. It's it's gonna be all well and good. Again, like we always say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, yeah. But it, it's just is 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 not good because we we live in an era where there are people on the internet that are actively looking for for AEW to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weird. It's it's really weird. Like. Like, I understand that I have no job, but you motherfuckers are really unemployed. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys got a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just to, like, yeah. nitpick, pick apart. Injuries are going to happen all the time. People are going to fuck up. People are going to get hurt again. These wrestlers know it because they understand the risk that they signed up for once they step through those ropes. They they don't need a reminder from Joe Schmo the Mark. Uh, oh, this is really <laughs> dangerous. You know, this yeah. isn't ballet. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like, they don't need that reminder. They know it. But there are things that you can do to to ensure the safety of your competitor. You Rignox has to be, they have to have some sort of con- concussion protocol training to recognize yeah. the signs uh, of a concussion as it happens. I mean, I as a fan, when I see a guy go down and his arms are staying in one position straight up, that's not a good fucking sign. No, you know, that's not a good sign. Um, and that kind of was like when when Mox took that dive from Phoenix, you saw he kind of tried to lift it, lift his head, yeah, and the the, the lights are on, but there's nobody there. Yeah. You know, yep. so how how he was able to make it through that match and even give a spot as memorable as when Phoenix goes for that roll through and then Mox just blast him. With <laughs> oh, yeah. How he was able to to execute that and be present and aware uh it is mind blowing. These guys are, are just mind blowing. Like I feel like we take them for granted. Yeah, I would agree. I I think I heard somewhere, I don't remember where though, that Moxley told Phoenix to powerbomb him or like powerbomb him again, which I guess it makes sense because you almost, it's tough because you almost had to because if he wasn't kicking out, what are you supposed to, what are you supposed to do? Like if you're, like you said, the lights are on, but no one's home and you can't kick out, then you got to do something, I guess. It's just, it was just unfortunate timing, I think, because it just made everybody in the process just look bad. So, um. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's not fun, and like Jack says, you you can't really. There is no timeline for a concussion. It's just when mm-hmm. when you're ready, you're ready. I mean, like Penguins fans know what Sidney Crosby. You don't know when you're getting them back because it took him almost a year to come back from a concussion. That's it. So. It affects people worse off than others, and hopefully, Mox isn't a too severe but take a break dude i know he's gonna have to be pretty much told to stay home but it's just like take a, yeah, take a you, break god knows you need it you're gonna have to tie him down renee will tie him we'll know she'll just yell at him i guess maybe that'll work <laughs> that's what i'm saying poor renee like every <sighs> single match she has to watch her husband 
bleed buckets. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then this situation where he gets dropped on his dome piece, you know, and it's just, oh my God, he should have just counted the three Rick Knox. Literally, like, good Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> it's too much. It's too, too much. much. It's too, too much. much. Please just take a take a nap. Do something. <laughs> something, anything. That's all we want. Um. All right. So now we're done with AEW for a hot second. We're going to go back to WWE. Is the Sammy, Kevin, Cody versus Judgment Day storyline dragging on? Or is Jay enough to freshen it up? Or maybe both? Um, I think it freshens mm. it up a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's not the same old, same old. But it's got to blow off at some point. Right. Yeah, I think it's the yeah the the way they set up war games last night was was crazy. It, it reminded me of an an old school you know attitude era raw where like again yeah. this is what I've been saying I've always wanted to come back as kind of the chaos to close the show. Everybody's going mad and and the show fades to black. So they kind of gave us a little bit of that last night on on raw. Obviously, it all looks like it points to a, a setup for for war games which is cool um i think i think it's a little bit of both like like you're saying um jay definitely kind of freshened things up because i'm very intrigued by his story with the simple fact that um there are a bunch of people in that locker room that that don't trust him and have good reason to not yeah to not trust him and and then like you just said drew is a benefactor of that because mm-hmm. that makes his situation interesting in, in terms of a heel turn. And, and then like, they're not even using Jay for that. They're using the new day for that yeah. completely off the, off the, uh, off the path, use yeah. the new day for that. So you give new day some shine. So like, it's having a, a, a ripple effect, yeah, you know, exactly. and that's, that's what's happening when you, when you layer your stories out, you know, you want a little bit of continuity, but you want some flow where you can get a bunch of different people involved and give some people some screen time. So the J situation is very interesting. I, I just feel like I'm kind of in the corner of everybody else. It seems like every week we're going to get a variation of the Judgment Day going against Sammy and Kevin, Sammy and Cody, Cody and Kevin, Jay and Kevin. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like, it's like, yeah, it's just like, let's, let's, uh, let's, um, reel it back and not use it so much. Let's go some different ways, um, to kind of keep things, um, fresh and new. But it's kind of like they, they've fallen into that pattern of we got to get every single equation of, of this problem put on TV, you know, and it's kind of, and the, yeah. the sad part is when you think about it, like yeah they do it often and but the matches are pretty intriguing the matches are pretty yeah, good they're not boring. you know so it's like yeah they're not boring so it's like damn they do it often but it's good yeah you can't so get like, mad at it yeah yeah so it's like, like should it. i be should i be complaining do i have do, do i have a legitimate point like is that yeah. all plays a factor but like again you know <laughs> as much as people are maybe complaining about it WWE has been continuously breaking attendance records, yeah. ratings records, uh, social media numbers. They they keep breaking them, so it's working for them. They're they're not going to change. 
Yeah, we, okay, for, funny you bring that up, so I can at least bring this up too. That whole thing from, I think, what, last week or a couple weeks ago when Vince had that meeting with all the, like, UFC, like, whatever people, and he made that stupid bullshit excuse of, like, oh, well, I felt like we were plateauing, so we had to sell it. It's like, oh, bullshit, seriously. Yeah. Give me a yeah, break. Yeah, that's, that's just billionaire talk. No one believed that for a second. So it's like, yeah. okay, sure. He just wanted an excuse to come back. So it's like, don't, don't bullshit. Not even the fans. Yeah. Cause just don't bullshit the people that you're working with. Like, oh yeah, we were just plateauing as if they literally weren't making more money than they ever have. So it's like, shut yeah, up. just shut up. It, that, that's like, that's the crazy thing is like, we have the, the records that show, you know, the, the sale, the sale of the company was like, 22 billion or something like that yeah too much you know yeah it was just like it, it like but but that's the thing like maybe we don't understand um it, it, like this is a billion dollar company like they're they're not gonna do the ethical you can't do the ethical yeah. thing and make a billion dollars especially if it's <laughs> no it, not only but it they it's just there's just no way you're gonna step on people you're yeah. gonna cut corners you're going to um exploit certain situations it's just th th there's no way in the way that capitalism is set up in the united states that mm -hmm. you can cultivate a billion dollar company from the ground up and everything you've done is morally ethical yeah <laughs> that's just not possible and that's the thing too is like vince is still in hot water to the point where he could still you know lose lose his seat on on the board you know yeah. so it's just like he's not he's not scot free you know no. i think they he thought he was and now something <laughs> else came up where he's no. being federally investigated it's just crazy yeah. it's just crazy and he's got that stupid mustache oh, God, you know, don't even. Like, but yeah like, oh, man. i just um, thought it was funny that you brought that up because i just i wanted an excuse to say that that was a bullshit thing it reads on that he gave because it is bullshit like oh yeah most, most definitely it's we're bullshit like, guys we're making more money than we ever have and we're breaking attendance and like sales records left and right but yeah we're plateaued it's like shut and up. and they've been doing that for months exactly like, it's not like just, they, just they've... admit that you were the problem just admit you were the yeah. problem because you were like yeah it they've been doing that for months it's not like magically out of nowhere they're starting to to catch fire no yeah. they've been yeah. catching fire honestly ever since they gave roman the belt mm -hmm. that was it that and was even it. and then it got even better when vince wasn't there so hmm. yeah for that that little bit of period you know where yeah. vince wasn't there and we got like clash at the castle yeah. we got the the crown jewel show where mm -hmm. logan paul took on roman yeah. SummerSlam where where uh brock you know came in with the tractor we got some really good yeah. stuff for like the first four months of of the triple h era exactly so it's like just shut up it's not about <laughs> you be quiet uh yeah whatever um so remember when Zoe Stark broke away from Trish and was getting positive feedback from the fans and backstage why just feed her to Nia? I I'd love to see her beat Nia. Wouldn't that be something? That would be insane. I'd love it. But a lot of people. You know, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, that would be insane because it's like, why did they do that? You know, why did they have Nia come back just to just to lose? Um, you know, but I do like. I feel like the way they set it up, they didn't make Zoe look like a chump. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like she went, she went right after Naya, like, you know, balls to the wall, no fear, you know? So mm-hmm. she didn't look like a chump, but it's one of those things where like, as a fan, if you're watching, you kind of have to look at it from all angles to come to that conclusion that she, she didn't look weak or like a punk in that match. Like, no. you know, and she, she wasn't necessarily buried or anything like that. I think people fans have been so preconditioned and have some sort of uh, post-traumatic trauma by the way things were in WWE that like, if, if you had this story or it looks like you're about to take off, if you take one loss, that's it. There's a reason for that loss. You know, you're getting buried. Somebody doesn't see something. And that necessarily can't be the case. Like if it's like five straight losses or you yeah. don't see her for a month or she's wrestling on she's wrestling Zia Lee on main event. Yeah. You know, like, you know, then then there's a then there's a cause for concern. Um, but there there's many avenues that they can go with this where like uh you know just zoe doesn't quit like she took that yeah. l from night she's gonna keep coming back and she's gonna come back with like a a pitbull attitude mm-hmm. and you know you could set up you could set up like a like a program that called culminates into a a hardcore extreme rules match you know because zoe's just like she can't beat her in the ring but it's like eating away at her and Naya just keeps poking fun at her and yeah. she just loses it. So like Naya's mm-hmm. coming for a match and Zoe comes running down the ramp with a chair and just blasts her with a chair and yeah. she just like goes off on her. Like there's a lot of creative things you could do with uh, with Zoe Stark uh, in, in this situation. So it's like, I don't see it as like, it's a tremendous like, oh, they're burying her backstage. Like no. there's, there's, uh, there's plenty that they can do with her. And a certain someone can help Zoe with Naya. Yeah. Also, screw Naya for taking out Shayna. I was fucking mad, but whatever. Um, that's what it is, I guess. But that's another that's another aspect, though, of kind of had Shayna and Zoe kind of not in, like working together, but more of like a how do you want to yeah, word it? Yeah, I wonder why I they got didn't your back. Keep going you got mine. I think. Well, I, if I remember correctly, I feel like Shayna broke her thumb during that match with Rhonda, so I feel like maybe this is like giving her time to heal, but you kind of have another storyline in the middle of that too, where it's like Naya and her used to be partners, so that's a whole like revisit the feud kind of thing. And then like it's kind of like what you were saying, if Naya is like still bullying Zoe and Zoe's not really backing down, but she needs that little extra help, Shana comes back and helps her. But <sighs> yeah. I'm just so mad though. I'm like I damn it really like <laughs> i have to take out Shayna, but whatever i guess <sighs> i'll give it a little bit because i was kind of hoping that was not going to be the case of i thought they were going to continuously keep you know having Shayna on tv but you know you got to heal her up first before you do something with her i guess but yeah damn it <laughs> like whatever <laughs> whatever it is, it is what it is um uh, Jack would like Triple H to know not every stable needs dissension. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm with Jack. I'm with Jack. Yeah, I'm with Jack on that. Yeah. It's just kind of it's kind of like a crutch. I was actually thinking about that earlier. I was just like, can we just get one faction that that doesn't go through? Oh, there's there's problems within the yeah. within the faction within the you know. Let's just have them do a run. 
a run and then if they dissipate they dissipate i mean look at look at undisputed era they kind of had the dissension towards the end but it was just really like it like nobody remembers that to you know to that point like nobody really remembers they just they just remember the the dominance that was undisputed era so i kind of like want something like that to happen like with judgment day being that the being that the bloodline was going on at the same time as Judgment Day, and there was already massive dissension within the bloodline. I would have loved to see them go a different direction with the Judgment Day and keep their yeah. dominance and keep their unity very strong. And I thought that could be that could be a great storytelling aspect that they're so cohesive and in sync as a unit mm-hmm. that they that they're they're just completely dominant. Yes, they're dominant because they hold a ton of gold and accolades like the Money in the Bank, but like that that dissension can make them look weak yeah have them do like i mean again add that into a storyline or promo thing like yeah look at them over there they can't even get along in their family but look at us we're just that good but yeah and then like look at like imperium there's no reason for imperium to to have some dissension and and giovanni vinci being treated Mm -hmm. the way he's being treated it just like it makes no sense damage control yeah yeah like you know i think with damage control they they realized that wasn't the route to go yes i thank god that they (laughs) they're saving that probably for wrestlemania season i would think like by Mm. then maybe it'll make sense it's kind of i feel like they were going i feel how do i want to word this dakota's injury i think kind of changed plans if oh, of course she wouldn't gotten hurt then it would have made more sense because then it's like all right now you got all three of them involved in like the storyline physically not just emotionally and mentally like but then when one third of them are not available you kind of can't because then it's like you don't want to i would not want them to demote dakota just to be like the helpless person on the sideline of like oh guys stop fighting i can't do anything about it it's just like i would make her look really weak so I think they were smart and holding off a little bit and they're still going strong. They just need just to wait till like Dakota's bless you till uh, Dakota's able to come back. And then that's when I think you could do it, which I mean, why wouldn't you have them at WrestleMania triple threat of mania would be great. So they just had the wherewithal to be like, Hey, this isn't actually going to make sense right now because of the injury most likely. So we'll hold off on that. But uh, yeah, the, dissension in the stables and wwe is a bit of a problem right now and they kind of need to stop but clearly something's gonna happen at this rate it's almost a matter of who's gonna break up first need that drama (sighs) sometimes i don't need all the drama but a little bit of drama is nice not always but uh yeah um also i'm glad that i completely remember this so i don't have to hear about this later when we're talking about undisputed era uh mom wanted us to just make a small little comment about the whole interaction with um adam cole and roderick strong uh with <laughs> the squeaky bed it was see that, that was that's yeah that's the type of funny that i'm into yeah you know it, it's yeah. inconsequential to your main event picture mm-hmm. um it's just outlandish yeah it's so dumb and it's it's dumb how dumb the act is and it's so dumb how committed roderick strong is to the act that it works so that that's my kind of funny you know because everybody's like well how can you think that's funny and not like the whole mjf situation Eh. because the the mjf situation 
take shine off MJF being the world champion. <laughs> and they're, yeah, they're, they're ROH tag team champions. But let's be real. Nobody gives a shit about ROH at this point. And, uh, that's no. just the unfortunate situation of it. You and know, the match so might not like, even happen because Adam's hurt. So yeah, and that's another thing too that we didn't touch on. God. He took that jump off the ramp Don't instead of going down the stairs and so dumb. wrecked this shit. It's like, God damn it, really? Did we have to do this? You couldn't have just. You know, oh, how how bad is it? Did they say? Um, has there think... a, re a report or anything? Let's look it up. I remember I saw on Twitter earlier that um, Tony Khan was doing the um, Russell Dream bit like call like media yeah. call or whatever and someone brought it up and he's like well yeah as of right now the righteous match is still like slated for it it just kind of depends on his uh ankle that's what i'm yeah seeing. tony, tony khan's been tony khan's been giving some uh when it comes to these questions because he's been on on media calls for a couple times this, yeah. this past week or so he's, his answers think? have yeah his answers have kind of been a little wishy-washy. Yeah. He said they're going to address Adam Cole's status for Russell Dream on Dynamite. Oh, God. All right. Well, That's not good. This is going to be fun. Um, That's not good. <laughs> no, which is... Oh, God. So, yeah, that's going to be something else. But I guess we'll have to wait until technically tonight, but technically tomorrow for us right now. But uh, we'll have to watch Dynamite and see what happens. Yeah. Um yeah that's just i know he i know he canceled some streams but he didn't yeah. he didn't say it was because of the ankle yeah he just said oh yeah guys i'll give you an update soon and it's like god damn it like we please don't <laughs> that's never good when you need to update that's never good so please don't but damn it damn it of all times <laughs> just like really but yeah we'll see how it is on dynamite but um all right so jack's last question <laughs> could potentially start some discourse on in the internet wrestling community if asked uh to a broader audience than just you and i but <laughs> who is having a better run return run edge or christian oh i gotta go with christian on this one consistently yeah like consistently yeah. Wise. consistency wise it has to be christian like yeah consistency wise intrigue uh just uh character work fanfare um, you don't give to edge but consistency yeah yeah yeah. Christian. yeah it's just christian um being on tv ha has has been has turned into must watch stuff and this is coming from a guy that when christian showed up in AEW, i was like uh you know uh, really like but like when he when he leaned into you know the the dead father's club thing yeah you know and he yeah. just and he's like he's <sighs> just finding all these people with dead fathers to like yeah promo on it's just <laughs> been so good and the, what he did this past week um darby hits the the coffin drop on luchasaurus christian dumps uh yeah, darby man. out of the ring and he pins luchasaurus yeah to take the belt off of luchasaurus that he wasn't even letting luchasaurus hold in the first place like really? that's just that's just mastermind asshole stuff like you and know, then like, you expect them to be excited about it like <laughs> yeah like it's just crazy. like fuck and like you said like no it's no slate to edge you know edges no. you know it, the smart thing is he's realizing when to bounce in and out 
Mm-hmm. I, 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 there's the rumors that Edge could possibly go to AEW, and I'm just like, no they slight don't. to Edge, but but for what, bro? Like you're the in your fifty, you're in your fifties. You know, they, the one thing that goes against AEW is they don't have the structure. So there's a potential yeah. where you're not uh not even going to know what you're going to be doing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so, but I mean, it's it's not it's not my uh. It's not my life, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's just like, life. yeah. So it's just like, hey, if he goes, hopefully he can do some good. Obviously, it's going to benefit the younger talent to be able to sit under that learning tree yeah. um, of Edge and get his experience and pick his brain. So that's great for all of those men and women there. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see if he does go there. What are they going to do to use him? Yeah, because uh, I don't think we really need it, but you know gotta love the nostalgia i guess i eh. i mean it would be cool for like a second and then it's like all right that's enough you had enough like whatever but uh yeah, yeah it's it's aside from fanfare alone christian by far and it's not even close but some people would probably disagree because like we said at the beginning yeah. of the show it's the internet wrestling community so whatever but yeah, I, I'd say Christian has definitely had the more consistent uh, return run by far. For sure. All right, so that was all of Jack's stuff. So, Jack, thank you for all of your questions and comments and the review. We're glad you enjoyed Grand Slam. It seemed like a hell of a show to be at. For sure. Luckily. Lucky yeah. him, and I was I was super jealous. And now I'm like, you know what? We all got to have our little moments. So, <laughs> good for Jack. Alrighty, so now our last uh, couple questions are going to come from Mike, and I feel like you're going to be more equipped to answer this one than I am, because it has to do with NXT. Uh, Does Eddie Thorpe do anything for you? For Mike, it's not feeling, not feeling the character at all. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I know he's doing like the, the native thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's just like, it's just, again, I, 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 it's a very fine line for me personally when it comes to the the gimmicky stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's like it's a very fine line. Uh, that like the the stuff that he's doing is a little too hokey, and like like nothing he's doing is really having an impact. Like his 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 finisher has just been a run of the mill jumping elbow in the middle of the ring, you know. So it's yeah. just like that's, who's it? Who, who's advising this dude in the sense of we need just a little bit more flash. We need something that make people go, wow. You know, yeah. like, like the, when, when Dragon Lee goes out there and he's doing all these things, people are going, wow, like this dude is exciting, exhilarating. When Eddie Thorpe, like I, just <laughs> the stuff that I've seen, it's just like, okay, yeah. you know, like he's a dude. <laughs> He's there, he, and hopefully, like I know he's working with Dijak, and Dijak has like this weird ability where, like, what he's doing, he's consistently being good to great with the stuff that he's doing with this like pseudo big bossman gimmick. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. like so, like maybe pairing him with Dijak can be like the the springboard to getting him right. But as far as I've seen right now, I'm not feeling it. All right, you heard it here first. Eric does not approve. <laughs> He's not, not a fan. Not a fan. 
Uh, were we surprised they were giving us Asuka and EO for free on SmackDown? Um, see, I... This is a very weird thing where we've talked about it before. Where Okay, why are we getting these matches for free on SmackDown or like just for free on cable television? We can bring it back for a pay-per-view and make it even more important than the first match. So... Oh, yeah. I'm not upset that we got it. It was a really good match. Like, duh, oh. we, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> like, water's wet. EO and Asuka are good in the ring together. Who would have thought? But you can still run it back at a pay-per-view. Like, I'm, I was kind of hoping they were going to save it for a bigger show than Fastlane. No offense. But mm-hmm. either way, though, it's... I'm not mad because it's going to keep people wanting more. Like, we want more. Yeah. We're going to most likely get more. So, no, I wasn't mad about it at all. Yeah, I, I like this is the thing. Like, I understand the sentiment of why would you give it away for free? I mean, they still have an obligation to deliver the best SmackDown program that they possibly can. Yeah. And if if the if the if the chance is there to to boost the rating or to get people to talk about it, then you got to kind of take that chance. It's, it's it's not a thing that they do all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, but like. You know they 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 do a, a good amount, so like it keeps people wanting to tune into Raw to tune into SmackDown. Now they're doing a thing where they're integrating NXT into Raw. It's just yep. like it's it's really good stuff the way they're making this stuff flow. Yeah, I completely agree. It's the, it's working right now, so I'm not gonna really I'm not gonna complain about it. So it's not like they're overdoing it either. It's not like oh, this is the fourth time we've seen EO and Oscar on SmackDown, or it's not even on a pay per view match. Like. I feel like they know yeah. when and where to do it and when to be like, all right, but well, we're going to do this on SmackDown, but these two are going to light it up. So people are going to want more. That's when we save them. That's when we get them on the pay-per-view. So it's like, I'm right. not mad about it. Yeah. So we were okay with it. We're not surprised, but. Yeah, we're, we're it's fine. And it's like, everybody saw Charlotte come out and uh, was like, there was like an audible groan. We're all know? like, please don't. <laughs> Like, you know, so here. it's like, uh, you know, but that didn't really hinder anything. So that was good. Thank God. So I'm just like, please get out of here. Like, <laughs> see, and we're going to, we're going to bring this back just a little bit because I'm petty, I guess, or I just can't let this argument go. You don't see people having this argument with Brit. You don't see people having this kind of reaction where her music hits. You don't hear the crowd go, ah, God, there, oh God, there's Brit. It's like, no, you still get the reaction you still get the dmd so once again comparing her to charlotte is fucking stupid so (laughs) i don't want to hear it we're still gonna hear it but just know it's a lazy argument and it's just stupid um (laughs) anyway so we're gonna go to a controversy that we did not get a chance to talk about but until now the fun turnstile attendance for wembley what is our take oh. on it? It's just poor Osprey. That's my take on it. Poor Osprey. <laughs> like you got that. You got that fucking oh, tattoo. Tattoo that. Yeah. Oh, as two people with tattoos were like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, like oh. you never like. You never that do was... something that's not concrete, <laughs> or if you do yeah. something concrete, you better be a hundred percent sure it's gonna be like. It... Hmm. It, it, in Why? in a tattoo sense, 
that was equivalent of getting a significant other tattoo yeah. named like a, a name tattooed on you you know and and hoping yeah. and praying that it lasts forever because you literally got a tattoo that's going to last forever so like if you break yeah. up with this individual it's you know like and that's the same and then and it's the same thing because it's like you just never trust the word of a wrestler or a wrestling a wrestling promoter. It's you just, never trust you numbers don't. either. Yeah, and not yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. I I me personally as a fan, it seems a little weird. I'm like, so you're telling me close to 10k people got into the venue and watched this show unaccounted for? or just didn't show up like yeah or or yeah exactly or for some reason a total number of ten thousand people bought tickets to with the intention of going to the show and, and for some reason i mean they maybe had a case of the sniffles and decided not to go 10, like yeah it was close to like it's like it's definitely over nine closer to ten thousand enough to go what's going on here yeah like you mean you mean but, to tell me that even if you don't have the sniffles like take the whole like cold out of it you mean to tell me that you as a fan had tickets to at the time the biggest wrestling show in history and somehow some way that day rolls around you're like you know what nah i'll pass like <laughs> come on so what's yeah, going on like here? i'm sure I'm sure there were circumstances where some people unfortunately couldn't make the event and had tickets and it probably well, had yeah. to sell them at just the, the last number, minute. though was a little but the, yeah it's it's crazy a little too much so, of a coincidence. It's, so it's just like and the thing is like Tony Khan obviously tries to be a transparent business owner yeah. um he doesn't seem like the type to beef up the numbers like McMahon because yes. the, it it was a that's a McMahon uh uh thing you know to yeah. beef up the numbers and I don't think Tony yeah. Khan wanted to go that route maybe the only way I could point to that would be like if the numbers came out and they they didn't get the record so Tony yeah. freaked and was like all right we no, got you know um yeah. you know we got to pad the numbers nope this is going to be one of those things where it's like it's going to live on in infamy in terms of did they actually do it now did they actually yeah. break the record yeah. you know and, and unfortunately uh poor uh william osprey was uh, the first uh casualty of that what if as much of an know? asshole as he could be though you got to feel bad a little bit because it's like I, I feel bad well. for i honestly feel like it's weird because i've i've heard instances and i've seen it instances where well osprey uh is comes off as the nicest guy in the world and but then he says stuff on social media and so i kind of equated to like he he's a young guy just like making young guy mistakes you know yeah. and, like, and, you know, and tattoo just, mistakes as well yeah and then tattoo mistakes and the thing is like Ugh. you and i both are tattoo enthusiasts i look at that tattoo and i'm like it's a pretty simple tattoo like it's non-offensive yeah. uh, it's, it's light on the artwork the line it, like it doesn't dominate his entire arm or anything yeah. it's Fuck. it's super it's super simplistic but there's yeah. this one glaring like even if he took out the attendance he would have still been good he would have yeah. still been 
good because yeah. it had the coordinates of Wembley, the time of the match, all that stuff that was factual. You can't dispute it. The only yeah. part was he put the attendance in ink on his arm and it was yeah like it it was one of those where i saw it and as i'm looking <laughs> at the little elements i'm like oh yeah that's really good i'm like and then i got the number and i'm like oh no oh no because i literally thought in my head what happens if something's like hey that's actually not the number after all and then it right. pretty, it literally becomes the equivalent of they messed up somebody's name on your tat and not even just you got the name of like your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever but it was a misspelled or it was backwards or like because that shit happens i've seen horror stories they make me like oh god like no no regrets remember no not regrets. even a single letter, <laughs> a single letter. um yes. yeah it's just oh god it makes me very fortunate to not have a singular bad tattoo on my body obviously i won't speak for you because i don't know about like and obviously we'll get to we'll go more in depth with certain things of that um next episode obviously but mm -hmm. it makes me go thank god i don't regret a single one of my tattoos like i do not at all <laughs> like all 11 of them i love them all for different reasons and thank god i don't have to look at them even the older ones and go eh, i really wish i didn't get that it's it, it's nice to have no regrets about uh <laughs> yeah it's just uh um i first i saw a still picture and this was before the whole uh controversy of mm. whether or not they broke the record and even when i saw the still picture i was like nah that's got to be photoshopped because why yeah. would somebody do that like mm -hmm. damn did it really affect him that deeply you know yeah, like did. all the like this man beat okada fuck chris jericho yeah <laughs> literally, literally though. <laughs> you know like you, you beat okada like you were once the you know the the world champion of this shit like your accolades like yeah wembley was nice but they had to put you on there or else they would look stupid yeah <laughs> you know so it's just like so i saw the still picture so i was like that's not real and then yeah. the video comes out about him talking about the time i'm like damn dude like, yeah but the, as, as a fan as a fan the grand scheme of things with the whole turnstile situation and whether or not they broke the record <sighs> for me personally it really doesn't matter um it doesn't take away from the fact that they uh achieved such a monumental uh accolade in 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 this business of professional wrestling and it was a pretty decent show so hey if they want to run with the eighty-one thousand, vince mcmahon's been doing it his whole career so yeah, just make it, run with it. yeah just run with it bro this is wrestling none of this is real <laughs> none, of, none of this we all live in a fantasy world of make-believe and pretend you know so it's it's yeah. all good like who cares <laughs> it's just yeah. i just feel i just feel bad for osprey tattoo wise yeah. like oh is like you said fellow tattoo enthusiasts those kind of things make me oh just shudder <laughs> So that that goes as a moral of the story for everybody who's looking to get tattoos take it from us think it through please yeah, think it through. Think i am it through. begging you like i have done it where it's like i have an idea that i have had in my head for 
months and months and months and months and it's still there so i'm like all right mm -hmm. it's it's good to go i feel like if you you still have it after a little while and all the emotion stuff wears off and you're like you know what i still want it it's like i think it's safe to say you can go for it but <sighs> heat of the moment tattoo is not the best idea <laughs> not at no all. not at all not at all and i i'm definitely people are out there just like would they wake up one day and they're like i want to get a tattoo and i'm like you guys are crazy because yeah no for me tattoos are painful like i have a very low pain tolerance where this shit <laughs> yeah. doesn't even make sense like yeah. why do i have yep. why do i have so many tattoos but yeah. it is what it is and i think I think too, and obviously I have a feeling we'll go way more in depth than this next week for the hundredth episode, but yes. you, there are some people that I know or just have heard of where they'll just walk in and be like, yeah, give me whatever you feel like giving me that day. That takes a lot of balls. I am not one of those people. Um, good for you though. Like I'm sure yeah. that could be an artist like dream where it's like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Great. I am not one of those. I, I have to have... <laughs> Even if, um, I guess the way I word it to people is I don't get tattoos just for the hell of it. They have to mean something to me, even if they're just silly. Right. So even if it seems like I just got it for the hell of it to somebody, no, there is a reason that I have it on my skin because it is money and time and effort and pain. So we, I got my reasons and yeah. yeah. So there you go, Mike, uh, this whole turnstile situation for AEW turned into making fun of William Osprey for his uh, tattoo. Mm. <laughs> I am excited to talk more about tattoos, though. I know we'll be yeah. we'll, we'll be talking about them next week for episode uh, 100, but yeah, mm. just... Oh, <laughs> that brought so much pain to me. <laughs> that does. Dude, I get it, but think before you get stabbed, please. <laughs> That's all I'm asking, is just think it through next time. Yep. Please. Um, Alright, so, going back to non-tattoo-related controversy, um, obviously we're gonna go back to the whole Phoenix and Moxley thing. Um, so, Phoenix dropping Mox on his head twice in the closing moments of the match clearly seemed to influence Phoenix winning, as it didn't look like that was the plan based on the ref pulling up on the first pin. I mean, clearly that it mm -hmm. Phoenix was not supposed to win that match, but um, Mike doesn't want to solely blame the ref, but they don't have an unspoken, don't they have an unspoken rule about counting the three and it's up to the talent to kick out. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's the case in, in WWE. Um, I think, and, and this is just, you know, going off the top of my head, I don't know this for sure, but I think in WWE, they don't, tell the referees the finish for yeah. the sole purpose of if they got to count the three to make it look like it makes sense yeah. then they'll they'll rather count the three but we also have to factor in that wwe referees have an earpiece yeah. where they can communicate directly with the people in the back where they they have a switch on on the box where yeah. where it turns into a microphone where they can relay information to the back doesn't so, you have that I don't I don't know. I don't know. I got I'll look um I'll look tomorrow during Dynamite to see if I could spot an earpiece. Um but the earpiece situation probably makes things a lot easier to communicate yeah. audibles. It would have know, saved where, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know because like and this is another thing. Phoenix does the, the driver once and then he does another driver Ugh. literally 30 seconds after. 
And it looked just as bad. And it looked just as bad. So how do you have 30 seconds to go, hey, he's knocked out. What do we do? <laughs> like, yeah, like do know? something. Like... Yeah. So, like, I, again, I think AEW is probably going to look at this situation, train their referees and say, just count the three. If 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 the shoulders are down, the shoulders are down. Just yeah. count the three. We'll figure, we'll figure it out figure later. It out. You will figure it out later because like it just sucked. You you knew it didn't make it because it, it make it would make no sense for Phoenix to be yeah. not only beat John Moxley, but beat him for the international yeah, championship, no. you know, a couple weeks after he won it. Like that's not their MO. So obviously no. there there was a mistake there. But you know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully they can they can fix the situation. But again, I me personally, if I was the business owner, um I would have i would train my referees just count the spot if the shoulders are down count it we'll figure it out later just get the and get the earpieces if you don't have them i would yeah. like to think AEW does they'd be very foolish not to have earpieces because how the hell are you supposed to stop situations like that from happening right i'm i'm definitely going to uh take a look and see if i could spot one because wwe say... wwe's okay. are easy to spot oh yeah yeah they're they don't hide them but then the thing also becomes then if you do look and you do realize that, I mean, hell, even if you go back and look at the match itself, if there is an earpiece in there somewhere, that makes it even worse. Where it's like, okay, you can't say you didn't have a clear communication between you and the back because you have the earpiece in. And aside from it, malfunctioning for in the worst imaginable timing possible, what what was the excuse? Yeah. So either yeah, way, it was it's just bad. It, yeah, it was just. And the thing is, like, AEW referees are under so much scrutiny already. Yes. Like this just yes. this just piles on to the whole situation that they're under where people are like, well, they don't enforce the rules. They yeah. they they miss spots, you know, like it's just Yeah. You know, that kind of that kind of criticism makes sense, but the criticism mm -hmm. where it's like, "Oh, you're too animated in the ring." It's like don't even that's stupid that's the dumbest criticism i hear with the refs where it's like you're not supposed to react to the stuff in the ring it's like no i think that kind of adds to it because it's like oh well if the refs if the refs like oh that's painful then it's like it's not like they're going over the top where you like are paying attention more to them than to the actual match it's like it's subtle right. enough that i don't think it's obnoxious so it's just like yeah there are the other stuff absolutely where it's like why are we picking and choosing what rules we're enforcing today guys like it's yeah that that's been a problem since the beginning and clearly they they don't want to fix it because it's still a problem but um yeah it's just not it didn't make rich look good even if moxley said yeah pile drive me again it still doesn't make the ref look good because they're yeah. the first ones that are going to get scrutinized for that kind of shit so yeah not good at all but they need to tidy it up a little bit especially that sh hopefully this is the kick in the ass or it's like okay yeah maybe we need to make it a little more consistent and uh that yeah i think it's, it's about time they should do it yeah Alrighty, so um so drew mcintyre not helping jay out is the heel turn complete i i'd say so i i think i think they're they're kind of milking it in a good way especially what they yeah. did uh last night on raw um, where Kofi was getting beat up by Ivar and then Drew did the look back and then he just decided to yeah. keep going. Yeah. So like that subtle little bit of they keep increasing that and then one moment he's just going to snap. Like I feel like they're going to set up a situation where like 
they'll put him in a, in a tag match against the New Day. The New Day is a little worried, obviously, because of what's going on. And Drew's going to, like, he's going to be like, you know, don't worry about it, guys. I know I've been kind of acting weird, but I'm going to get my head on straight. And yeah. then during the match, it's going to be like, bow, there you go. And he's yeah. just going to take out the New Day. So it's just going to, I feel like, I, I'm not saying that's how they're going to go, but, like, that's how I do it. But I'm definitely appreciating that they're subtly, you know, drip by drip letting it happen yeah i completely agree it's better taken by surprise yeah but but yeah that's just i agree uh and all right our last question of the night is a little bit of a doozy because i we knew this was going to be a topic of conversation here and it has to do with all the uh, the roster cuts that uh happened in wwe mm. which um first off i see wwe is still in that bad habit of hey we're gonna you know complete this really massive lucrative tv deal and then on the same day lay people off i don't know why we can't seem to not do that like it doesn't make you look good like at all it's like could you not just wait a day maybe i mean you're still gonna get scrutinized for it regardless but maybe just not the day of the deal but yeah. whatever um so Mike asked, out of all of the releases, who do we think WWE uh, missed the boat on the most? Hmm, I'll let you go first. Oh, boy. Um, I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Matt Riddle. That one was just like... <laughs> I think it's like... Why did it take him so long? Like... Uh, no. Like, that one did I, I not... Didn't, I no. didn't see that coming from you. That didn't surprise like it, me, honestly. It, 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 it makes sense. It's definitely you, but to be for you to be like, I'll tell you who they didn't miss the boat on. No. I, I mean, I think the only thing they missed out on was initially cutting him because I'm not sure why they waited literally, what was it, a day or two after everybody else got released to release him, but... Because they, they released him for... They released everybody else, got released for um, financial reasons. Yeah, um, which is always bullshit. Matt whatever. Matt Riddle Matt Riddle got released because he's he's a fucking idiot. Like, he burned he, he burned one too many yeah, like way too many yeah, chances. But yeah, I, but the, with that said, I'd put him in the boat that they they would bring him back. You know, oh. a couple months to a year down the road. Well, let's. I mean, maybe, maybe don't. Maybe wait a little bit. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm, oh. yeah. I'm I'm not saying that they should. I'm just yeah. saying it, it's 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 in WWE's mo to do that. Yeah, honestly, even if they did, I wouldn't be like irate. Like I can't believe they fucking did it. I'll just be like, I don't care because I was just so you. We've heard it on this show before. I was never really a Matt Riddle fan because I just didn't care. Like he's good in the mm. ring, but that's about it. Like I, whatever. Um, the characters didn't hit with me, but um, eh. I mean, like Ziggler getting released. Like I'm not totally surprised like some say he didn't really like that's not like a, i can't believe they missed out on him but he his time i think it was just kind of his time his time's coming on and gone so it's like yeah um i'd say out of all these names um it, it did kind of make me not laugh but i just wasn't especially not surprised that top dollar getting released because he robbed a lot of people the wrong way so the fact that he was one of the first ones, I'm like, that's not a not a surprise at all. Um, yeah. I think the two names that stick out to me are uh, Mustafa Ali and Dana Brooke. I think those are the two that 
most of all leave for obvious reasons like the guy had the talent and the charisma they just for some reason or another just never pushed him the way he could have been like the potential was there it was Mm -hmm. just the booking was not for whatever reason or another um kind of the same with well maybe to like a lesser degree with dana like (sighs) dana was kind of an enigma in the women's division because it's like she had the work ethic that's definitely not going to be argued she was definitely a hard worker was she flashy in the ring no but she had talent Mm. in the ring um kind of like not comparatively to Britt, but in that style of her moves were not flashy but the talent was there again it's just for some reason or another just the timing was never right i guess um I mean, like, people tend to forget she, back in NXT with Emma, was in a big deal storyline with Asuka, so she's had moments back then, but then just, again, for some reason, it just never translated to the main roster, and so it's a shame, but I feel like once they find their footing somewhere else, they'll be they'll be fine, but I feel like, yeah, I think the two that I, they missed the boat on in some way shape or form for some whatever reasons got to be i think ollie and uh dana broke at least for me yeah um for me it's definitely without a doubt um mustafa ali yeah. um it's it's weird because obviously it sucks that you know people got released and got let go of their jobs you know especially in in this economy and the way things are going you never want to see somebody lose their job um luckily like we said earlier they have the ability to bounce back and and do other things that can keep them you know active and keep them making money um but for me Mustafa Ali was a missed opportunity simply uh he's a five-tool player like I'm making a lot of baseball references tonight (laughs) but like it's just it's just he's he's a five-tool player um he has the ability to cut promos and make you believe in what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He comes across as a th- authentic. Um, when he was away and he was doing those promo vignettes that he was posting online that he was paying for, he was producing, he yeah. and a friend were, were directing. It all came from his creative brain without the backing of WWE. And those things were flawless because they looked real they looked real they didn't have the wwe flash to them it looked um it looked like one of us it didn't look yeah yeah exactly it didn't look amateurish but like as a person who who's done streaming and content creation and know how hard it is to do that stuff for Mm -hmm. him to be able to do that stuff without the wwe backing um is was great and then you talk about the in-ring stuff this dude his wrestling it, he is as smooth as butter. Oh, that's yeah. the only that's the only way I can you know equate it to. Like if you ever looked at his training videos that he posts online, like him doing like going through practice moves with like yeah. trainees and stuff like that, it's all so smooth. Like yeah. it's just you sit there and go, wow, you gotta watch it like five times because it just sucks you in. So um I just, I just feel like they they missed the boat like that stuff when he was coming out with the light up suit and the mask yeah, and everything yeah. that stuff was marketable as hell yeah, yeah. like you could have made so much money off of that stuff 
It's insane. Like, but yeah. again, like I said, this dude's gonna bounce back. AEW would be stupid not to to hit him up and yeah. and, and make oh, him yeah. an offer. Uh, he's one of the dudes that just he has to be. You gotta put him on TV. I I, I don't know. And then not only that, but he was supposed to have a match at the PLE this weekend yeah, against literally. Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio for the North American title. Yeah. Um, it's just. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, again every one of these people that got let go, may, maybe not top dollar, but like, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe not. A, a, a good amount of these people that were let go had the opportunity uh, uh, a year, six months down the road to possibly come back. I mean, you look at you look at what Matt Cardona is doing on the Indies right now. If, yeah. if it, I'm, I'm sure. WWE is just waiting for the right time if they haven't already been in discussion with bringing him back. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler, a 20 year vet who's a bona fide Hall of Famer, no doubt in WWE, mm -hmm. they're probably gonna bring him back. Unless uh, AEW gets him first, yeah, unless AEW and, and AEW has the leg up because AEW has his brother, yeah, you know, exactly. so, so we could we can get a a, a Nemeth Brothers situation in AEW, which I would probably be insufferable. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, Shelton Benjamin is another one. Yeah. You know, so like, there's always a potential to bring these guys back. Um, hopefully, you know, it's just, you know, it's it sucks when anybody loses their job. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think the thing that like stood out to me initially just in general i saw like top dollar getting released they didn't release anybody else in hit row beef yeah. is still there ashanti the adonis is still there top dollar was the only one that was let go so i'd say that's pretty damning when you're not getting rid of the whole faction you're only getting rid of one person and when you hear all the shit that he caused backstage and just the fact that nobody really liked him not really a yeah. surprise but it's just still kind of very uh damning when only one out of the three got released, but yeah, and not only yeah. that, but they had him do that. Um, that TV they had him do the yeah. TV show before yeah. he got signed. Most so like treasures, yeah, yeah, like it, it's crazy. Like they put faith in him to do that yeah. stuff, and you, you know, and blew it. Yeah, you blew it, buddy. It's like all you had to do was just not be a pain in the ass backstage. Apparently, like yeah. I don't even remember what the problem was with him. Was it just he just had a bad attitude, I think, or just rubbed people the wrong way, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't. The only one that I really read up on, and this is probably another person that's not going to be brought back, was uh, Quincy Elliott. Yeah. Um, which... Because there was, apparently there was some controversy with Quincy Elliott. Mm. Um, so, of course my nosy little brain was like i gotta do <laughs> gotta research on this okay. <laughs> i gotta know uh what's going on because this is interesting um so yeah uh, according to what's what happened with that i don't think they're gonna bring back quincy elliott but you know yeah. just uh, like i'm trying to see what top doll and now i'm looking at um <laughs> I, I, ne I never i just heard that he was someone he couldn't you keep know, his like mouth shut he couldn't keep his mouth shut. That's kind of um, vague, vague, but interesting. He, uh, 
he made digs at AEW's Young Bucks and speaking about their choice of shoes. So they only wear yeah. sneakers to appear cool on camera. Um, people knew who he was talking about. Um, uh, just rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. Um, just trying to see what else he said. Um, Apparently that rap he had on his social media a while ago was pretty bad. I guess I think just essentially he just couldn't Run keep in his, his mouth. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like, oh, I mean, most wrestlers have some egos to a degree. So for the fact of the reason you got fired was because you couldn't keep your mouth shut. You must have been saying some stupid shit backstage. That, <laughs> or I think maybe not even what he said. It was just who heard it or who he said it to. Maybe don't people's step on the toes of the people. Open. Yeah, maybe don't step on the toes of people that sign your checks. You know, maybe just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I understand in this creative entertainment space, uh, you know, that, you know, you want to kind of voice your opinion and, and have some direction, but when yeah. you really don't have the time or the tenure, sometimes yeah. it's best to kind of sit down and I be just quiet. to do it without being yeah. obnoxious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just be quiet sometimes. That's all you need. Just please be quiet. Um, all right. With that though, we are uh, we're done. We're 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 almost there. We were. It's it's upon us, Eric. It is over. Episode ninety nine at the two hour mark. We got it done. Yeah. What about that? That is pretty cool. That was um, good. So yeah. So again, if you're a, a new listener checking out the show, you made it this far. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Hopefully you find us on social media so you can let us know your thoughts on the show and how to do that is easy. We're both available on Twitter because I refuse to call it X. Uh, we're yeah, available on Twitter. Twitter and yeah, it's Twitter and Instagram. Same handle at ringside rundown there. Uh, you'll get updates to the show every single week before we do the show. One of us will post up the questions tweet. And in that tweet, all you have to do is reply to your question. And as you can see, every single question will be answered on the show. So you have nothing to worry about. We will get your question. Just reply to the tweet that you see weekly. It usually goes up a day before we record the episode. So again, check us out on Ringside Rundown. That's available on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram has all the links to the show. And obviously, if you enjoy cool wrestling pictures uh, on your Instagram feed, that's where to find us. If you want to get in touch with me or check out my daily opinions on the world of professional wrestling, you can follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Cron. That's Wrestling C-H-R-O-N. Shay, where can they get in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at Shailene Hickson 21. Uh, breaking the wrestling rules on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> like most recently we had to do the like five or now four, in my case, five, uh, yeah she cheated yeah i yes i did and i'm not gonna apologize for it because you're <laughs> not gonna make me pick between stat and brit it's not gonna happen um yeah other than that though it's usually star wars video games music it's football season right now so a lot of that um in about let me look at my calendar in about two weeks i'm gonna be completely insufferable because it's gonna be penguin season so that's my time to shine so uh if you want to put up with that with some wrestling mixed in uh follow me on twitter <laughs> Yeah, give her a follow. It's always a great time. Uh, in terms of this podcast, it's obviously available on all the major podcasting platforms, whether you use Spotify, Apple, 
Google, iHeartRadio, wherever um, you listen to podcasts, it's available. So obviously, um, if you're on your platform of choice, you probably stumbled upon it. If not, and you found it some other way, but you want it on another platform, just hit us up on Twitter and let us know. And I will do my best to provide you with a link on that platform. So that way you can listen and subscribe to the podcast and uh, share it amongst your friends. We've been, our numbers in terms of like Twitter, in the past two weeks have been going up exponentially. We've gained about uh, seven, close to 60, 70 followers um, on, on Twitter alone. So that's, that's pretty cool. And obviously it's cool because our next episode is episode 100. God. Now, if you're listening to this show, if you're a long time listener to the show, new listener, whatever um, episode 100 is going to be completely different. Yeah. Um, I think we lost Shay for a little bit, but she's back. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, here. It's like two seconds. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. yeah this is the, yeah. But episode 100 is going to be completely different where we're not going to talk about professional wrestling. We're going to talk about everything under the sun. And basically, it's a chance for you guys, the listener, after 100 episodes or 99 episodes to get to know us as people. So basically, yeah. you can ask us anything, you know, our favorite movies, TV shows. Obviously, we talked a little bit about tattoos, music, music you know, sports we like to talk about a lot. But if you want to do something like ask us something about current events or you need some life advice, make the show interesting, you know, yeah. like yeah. you know, you can you can do that too. It's going to be a special episode, so we hope that you guys uh engage with us, fill up that mailbag with some interesting questions is definitely a monumental occasion because to do this show consistently uh, uh, for, for 99 to hundred episodes is something I never thought it would be possible without Shay. This probably wouldn't be happening. Uh, so definitely uh, it's a monumentous occasion. So hopefully you guys tune in next week and celebrate with us and contribute to the show. Again, we always stress the fact that we want this show to have a community vibe to it where everybody feels connected and they feel like they can uh, talk about professional wrestling and have the freedom to not be criticized about their opinions or anything like that. So that's what we try to cultivate here at the Ringside Rundown podcast. And hopefully, if you're listening to this show for the first time, you continue to do so and partake in the fun. Yeah, it's 100 episodes is insane. Like I'm looking back <laughs> at our very first episode. We released the very first episode in Jesus. Uh, pretty sure, yeah, June of 2021. So it's been wow. It's been for three or almost two years, over two years now that we've been doing this. 100 episodes is insane. Just yeah. And we have no, there's no signs of us stopping. Yeah, no, we're not going anywhere. We're not going to be like, all right, 100, we're done. Like, we've had enough. Yeah. Um, no, but it's, it's funny. You say if it wasn't for me, this podcast wouldn't exist. If it wasn't for you, this podcast wouldn't exist. So <laughs> we, we, we make a good it, team. Yeah, it's definitely a team effort. Like I said, uh, Shay is the best tag team partner in all of podcasting and all of wrestling podcasting. So I appreciate her. We're definitely going to expand upon that on the next episode. But for now, we're going to get the heck out of here. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you tune in, share it amongst your wrestling friends. And uh, I guess with that said, you guys could have a good night for Shay Hickson. My name is Eric Vasquez. We'll see you later, guys. See you later, guys.